1: Radiohead puts on in a phenomenal show, but they don't dance in heels.
0: Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong.
1: And I am Heather B. Armstrong. And you know,
0: sometimes, sometimes things spiral into tangents. And sometimes they just need to because... There's just, there's a lot of shit to cover.
1: Okay, so first of all, uh, first of all, I am Heather B. Armstrong. I had to say that. I had to, I had to say my say my name, say my name, say my name. <laughs> 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 That's a Destiny's Child song, sorry. It totally Which is. we're going to get to in a moment. Uh, I had to say my name like four or five different times every time I went to do a treatment that I'm writing about in the book that is due today. Ha. My due book today? is due today. <laughs> so
0: like within hours. So by the time by the time all of you are listening to this,
1: my book will have been turned in.
0: You're you're going to be well into celebration. Well, I mean, you know, you'll still be single parenting and working and yeah. all of that, but just, you know, in yeah. your mind, celebration.
1: I mean, I would always joke with them. And I'm like, "Why do you guys keep asking me my name? It's right here on my wrist." Stop asking me. I'm Heather.
0: <laughs> and but that—that's just part of. I mean, even outside of like that trial and that treatment, I think that's just part of healthcare now.
1: Yeah, because that's her. what
0: it was for me. Every time someone would walk into the room at the hospital, yeah, it would be asking my name. I mean, and it was like they would ask it and then do something and five minutes later, come back in and ask
1: me. I like, I, w- the- I would oh. joke um, the guy who would check me in, he would put the bracelet on my arm. I saved all the bracelets. And then when I would go into the room, he would say, OK, can you verify your name? And I'm like, dude, we, you just put it on my wrist. <laughs> come on. It's me. Did you did you say you <laughs> saved them all? I saved all of them. I saved all of the the bracelets that they gave me. Did
0: did you get one of the cool fall risk ones that I got?
1: No. Damn. No, they were all like, they were printed out on a weird piece of paper or like a slippery thing that, yeah, no. Anyway, yeah, I'm reading through the 94,000 words that I wrote. My goal was ninety. The the contract said seventy. The goal was ninety. I wrote ninety four.
0: And you're going through. I mean, it's due today. Is it ending up right around there after editing?
1: Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. Oh wow. uh, I'm. I'm like, I've got about two and a half hours more left of editing to do, and then I'm going to send an earnest email to my editor and go, please be nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that'll that'll do a lot. They'll they'll definitely go easy with that.
1: I mean. Here's the thing. I approached this book exactly as I approached the writing on my website because I was like, there's no way that I can write a book the way traditionally people write a book. And there's been many authors in the past who, you know, stream of consciousness and they don't follow any rules. and, And my rule was the way that I have taught myself to write is a manic rambling spiral. That's what it is. And I'm reading I'm reading through the pages, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, I, I like kind of where I went with it, um, but there is some definite MRS podcast moments in the writing for sure,
0: yeah. Which will probably, I mean, to people who maybe are unfamiliar with your writing, which might be hard for them to get used to, but. Yeah. I mean, it's your style. I feel bad. I think editors have an incredibly difficult job across the board for every type of book. But I think to edit stories that are so deeply personal Mm -hmm. has to be just a different level of challenging.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to get really open and transparent here. So uh, I sold the book directly to my editor.
0: As in without an agent, for anyone who's not familiar with the publishing process, there's normally an agent.
1: Wow, this is going to tangent for just a second. Give me a moment. I came back from Paris and I sent, I had talked to my agent before, I had talked to my agent in the middle of my treatment and I told her what was going on and she was incredibly moved and said, I will, I, I will do everything I can in my power to help you with this. Absolutely. So when I got back from Paris, I sent her what I had and her reaction to what I had written reminded me that she did not really get me. And that—that's not saying anything bad about her. She, she back in two thousand five, two thousand six, took. Um, she wrote up a thing about me and my experience with my website and postpartum depression, and she tried to sell a book. And no one was biting at the time. Blogging was still not exactly there yet, and. This editor came along and was like, I love Heather's writing. I want to do two books with her. I work with this publishing house. We'll give her this much money. So she spent several months negotiating a book deal, several months, and finally got to the ending stages of doing that negotiations. And she said, This looks good. Send them over for signing. And that day that she sent that email, that editor left that publishing house and went to Simon & Schuster and really, really, really rattled my agent. And she said to me, "Um, I can't confidently or morally say that you should sign this contract because I think you should go with your editor because he gets you. So I didn't sign the contract and they sued me.
0: Oh, I I didn't know that your agent had actually encouraged that 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 piece. I think I had either forgotten or was unaware. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, my 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 agent got me into a lawsuit because she had sent the email that said, "This looks good. Send over for signatures." And this publishing house said that I intended to sign them. Which meant that I, which was the equivalent of signing them, and that I was going to be forced to fulfill my obligation to them because I had intended to sign the contract.
0: Okay. If intending to sign something is the same as signing something, then no one would fucking sign anything.
1: Right. Well, I mean, the problem is though that there was a lawsuit.
0: <laughs> oh, right. Right. That's and, a minor problem.
1: Yeah. I had to hire a lawyer in New York. He was $450 an hour and we lost all of our savings, lost all of our savings trying to get out of this situation. She finally, after realizing that I was going to lose my house, she called up everybody and said, let's talk about some sort of mutually agreeable solution to this. And so my first book was with that publishing house, and it was a compilation of essays from different bloggers. This is a roundabout way of saying that when she, when I came back from Paris, she did not like what I had put together at all. She did not like my approach. She and her response to me was like, "Yeah, she doesn't." Hmm. And I sent that, so, so so I just sort of offhandedly sent them to my edi- my editor, and he loved it. Like, he totally got what I was trying to do. And then I remembered, like, he was the one who initially was like, I love Heather's writing. I want to do two books with her. Like, he was the one that understood my approach to getting words down. So that's why I sold it directly to him. I talked to a couple of different other agents who gave me documents to fill out in terms of, like, a proposal for a book. That would have taken me three months to accomplish. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have three months. So I did what I did. I did what I did.
0: And it worked. So is is this a two book?
1: This is, no, this is just a one book.
0: For now. Yeah. And that one book is almost done. I mean, it's like, it's like very close.
1: Yeah. I just need to go and add a couple lines here and make sure that everything's, you know, correctly spaced and... No misspelled words,
0: right? Yeah. Make sure that it is as as manic and rambling as you want it uh-huh. to.
1: Make. I mean, I did go back and I was like, "Oh, I'm kind of hard on my dad." Oh shit.
0: <laughs> you so- softened it a little bit.
1: I, I took a couple lines, a couple of lines out. Yeah.
0: Well, that 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 was probably the right decision. Yeah. If they struck you as a little harsh on rereading, then that was that was probably smart. Yeah. So that'll be done, and then you'll have all this free time. Sleeping in, (laughs) hanging out.
1: Last night, my mother took Lita to dance. I had just gotten back from therapy with Marlo. Both of my children have just manically rambled, spiraled in the last two weeks. (sighs) Uh, As
0: in behaviorally or school or yes.
1: Behaviorally, mood, you know, just kind of like a dejectedness of life. I don't know. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah.
0: That's that's a pretty big spiral.
1: Yeah. Lita did tell me, she said, your book has been hard on all of us.
0: <laughs> wow. Interesting.
1: She knows that I've, you know, I've been working, 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 working toward this one specific deadline that has just loomed out there in front of us and she wants it to be over so badly.
0: Okay, which... I get, but you've also been on, I mean, from my perspective, I see this a little differently. You've been working and working toward this deadline and I don't minimize the work that you put into it by any means, but you have enjoyed it. It's what you're doing is truly something that you enjoy. I mean, we've known each other for a while. I've known you to be working on pretty major deadlines, long-term deadlines for things that you were not nearly as passionate about and you were far more stressed out about. Right. So I wonder what is making her... See this as different.
1: I think probably because it's been so, it has loomed, it has loomed out there. Like I'm, re- I'm working on my book. I'm working on my book. I'm working on my book, it, and it hasn't ended. Like she's just thinking, like, please let let's, let let this be over,
0: right? And there's no other pieces to it. It's not like you're you're crossing hurdles. It's like there's one big hurdle, whereas yeah. most projects there's like checkpoints, kind of.
1: Yeah. Last night. <laughs> My mother saw the state of my office, uh, which I have put the state of my office off for the last two and a half weeks because I've had to, you know, really hustle. There's probably, I'm going to guess, like 350 books on the floor of my office that people have sent me.
0: And if I remember correctly, it's not a large office.
1: No, it's, it's really tiny. Yeah. It's, I think it's probably a... That's like a, a 10 by eight room.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of books.
1: It's a lot of books. And so she, she came to me and she's like, I can come help you clean your office. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's one of the like, the, the one of like a hundred thousand things I, I put off until after April 18th. Um, and I'll get to it after I properly celebrate. And Yeah.
0: Think of how great that's going to feel.
1: Well, it's going to feel great. (sighs) Until I get the feedback from my
0: editor. No, but I mean like not even the book being done, but like cleaning the office. Yeah. Yeah. Like those things will just feel incredible. Mm -hmm. The downward spiral, not so much, but
1: no, but I got, so we've talked about this. There's an app called swarm that I use to check in. It's a, it's owned by Foursquare. Right. Um, and it sent me a reminder today uh that uh I ran the Boston Marathon two years ago today oh, yeah it? yeah, wow, yeah, really That's... glad I didn't run it this year
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah that would that would not have that would not have helped
1: if anybody didn't know run when I ran the Boston Marathon, it was about sixty seven degrees outside. This year it was I guess below freezing temperatures and headwinds and rain, and people were dying.
0: <laughs> it looked pretty it looked pretty brutal, yeah, so yeah, you picked a good year to skip it, maybe yeah. next year
1: no, no, not, not ever again, no, not
0: no. not not ever again,
1: never again Mm-mm.
0: so oh i have to I have to say this since you mentioned an app because my life is still controlled by this watch I had. 12 almost 12 straight hours of client meetings yesterday in in chicago so it's the commute back and forth and honestly hats off to anyone who commutes Uh, whether you are a a co-parent a single parent not a parent i don't know how you do it it's right i just and i took the train oh you did and then had to take like a like a lift from there and That even the train, even without traffic, even without any problems is over an hour one way. And it's just, it's anyway, so it's a ton of sitting. I still closed all of my rings.
1: How? All of them. How did you do that?
0: So here is the, here's the key. So I woke up stupidly early. How did you cheat? (laughs) No, I I woke up stupidly (laughs) early so that I had some time to exercise because then that would also that would get the move rings and the exercise rings going. The stand ring, though, here is the key to anybody wondering. if you drink a lot of water throughout the day, you constantly have to pee mm-hmm. and no one can really fault you for peeing. So you just you walk to the bathroom every hour and that gets you your stand ring
1: Wait, so do, does it work if you walk before it triggers you to walk?
0: Yeah, I mean it's like it's every hour. So if you walk at 1201 and 101 and 201 that counts. It will only it will only go at least in my experience if you've gone the first 50 minutes of the hour and there's only there's only 10 minutes left and it says, you know, there's still time, you okay. should stand up and move. It's those wonderful little shame alarms that it gives you. Like sh- goddamn sitting on your ass for 50 alarms. minutes. Shame
1: alarms. Hate it when yeah. it shames me. Oh yeah. Heather, you're normally farther along. On your rings. Yep.
0: I know those. But I got that. It, like, it it. chimed right toward the end of the day when I was walking back from the bathroom that I got that last standing hour. It was glorious. Or did you so get I recommend that to anyone. A high. I, t- I totally did.
1: I totally How many did. consecutive days have you done this?
0: You know, that's a good question. I'm going to check. I don't think I've missed one. I'm not even going to try and sound you like don't i don't think know i know one. i haven't missed one since i got it
1: oh i've closed i've closed them god
0: so that would what be is your, 18 wait 20 22 days what
1: is your daily move goal
0: what is my daily move goal 400 calories
1: wow okay so what are you doing to burn 400 calories a day
0: i run a lot okay for one so any day that i run which is four or five days a week that's any I run. I mean, I run for at least 30 minutes. So that will do the exercise and then the move goal. And then on the other days, I either make it a point of walking a lot uh, and, and I do yoga. So,
1: Because I told you that when I go on my four-mile walks, like the most, and I will have been like, I mean, I do a lot of sitting when I write. Um, I drink a lot of water. I get up. I move a little bit during the day. But when I took my walks... That usually just only tracks about like 320, 330 calories. Like that's the max it'll give me. And that's an hour of walking straight hour. Right. Like I wouldn't even meet your move goal if I walked four miles a day.
0: Right. And I probably wouldn't if it was just a flat out walk. I think they say like walking on average, you burn something like 80 calories per mile. I could be making this shit up as I go. But I, I think that's, I think that's what they say. So on the days that I run, if I run four miles or more, then that's, that's an easy 400 calories. But on the days that I don't, I can't just walk. It has to be mm-hmm. a walk and yoga or I don't know any number of other things, because now I, I'm obsessed with it. So I have to, I have to get it. And now it's gotten to the point where like closing them isn't enough. I have to close them early enough. Because then that reduces that anxiety. So this has been a really healthy move overall.
1: Uh Uh-uh. No.
0: This is all I'm I'm really getting at here.
1: Yeah, I told you. Although
0: just this morning is the first time it ever, it didn't shame me.
1: It didn't shame me. It popped
0: up and said, it said, congrats, you, you're, what did it, it said, you're killing it. Your move and exercise rings are normally not this far along at this time of the day. It said that? It did. It was awesome. I was fully prepared to be shamed.
1: I have never gotten that before. I think
0: it's because over the last, I mean, since I got it, I've, I've been running a little later in the day, but this morning I ran really early. So like it was probably a few hours earlier than normal. It's helping me along, reminding me to breathe,
1: reminding me to stand. (laughs) I told you I can trace my depression back to the day. I bought that goddamn watch. I mean, I I sat in
0: a conference room and drank water all day just so I could pee and get my stand rings. I mean, I I get it. It's slightly problematic. And totally unrelated, totally unrelated. This is completely out of left field. But I think we need to take a minute to talk about Cheesecake Factory.
1: Cheesecake Factory?
0: Cheesecake Factory.
1: Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory. I
0: haven't been in forever. And I will admit to being one of those people that... The quote-unquote disliked Cheesecake Factory because it felt like the cool thing to do. It felt like you you needed to dislike it. I fucking love the Cheesecake Factory. Really? They don't they don't screw up. Like you can order anything, and it it always comes out well prepared. I'm not saying if I had the Cheesecake Factory and like five other options that I would always pick it, but as a thing. Like when you when you end up being there, it's not really a disappointing experience.
1: Okay. So what do you normally eat when you're there?
0: I've eaten everything. I've had I don't even know. Are they the ones um, with the
1: blooming onion or
0: that that's Outback Steakhouse? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Which is a totally separate conversation that I'm also happy to have because that blooming <laughs> onion is amazing. But I mean, I've had soups, salads, sandwiches, I've had pasta dishes from there i've had like stir fries it and the thing is like you could go somewhere else and maybe get a better stir fry or get a better pasta dish or get a better but the fact that they can do all of that shit in one place
1: Uh, is amazing
0: i also went like nine and a half hours without eating and then ate at a cheesecake factory yesterday (laughs) which does contribute but you have to give them some credit this is not sponsored by the way just, just general love.
1: Little known fact, uh, the most elaborate and expensive cheesecake factory is here in downtown Salt Lake City. What? do you know that?
0: Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Really? Yep. What is so elaborate about it? Um, because their design I, style of the, of the restaurants- I, I know. Is like mind-boggling mind boggling because it's everything. Um, Like in one place.
1: I got invited to, God, what year was it? 2010, 2011- Um, The Mormon Church, this is, God, this is tangential. The Mormon Church bought two, there used to be these two competing malls across the street from each other in downtown Salt Lake City, across the street from Temple Square. And both of them- Does one of them have
0: like a water feature in the inside? Like a little creek that kind of runs?
1: Yeah, well, I'm getting to that. Okay. Okay, so they systematically, all of it went out of business- After they built a mall, not even four blocks away for the Olympics, so these there were these like abandoned buildings downtown Salt Lake across the street from Temple Square, and the church bought both buildings and paid to have a new mall built right across the street from Temple Square. It's called City Creek, and every major brand is there. Apple Store is there. H and M. There's a, a West Elm there. Macy's there's a nordstrom um and it does it has a a little water feature with fish that basically goes along the entire interior and it has an opening and closing ceiling in it so that it's a, it's a quote unquote outdoor mall, but it has yep, a ceiling that, that closes in the in the in the winter so that you can go and it's not cold
0: and is the other mall still there yeah. Is it like a shady mall?
1: I like those shady malls. Yeah. So, the mall that they built for the Olympics is like uh, all of those stores went to City Creek. I just did. They, as they gave us, they gave me and John, with an John without the age, Jex, uh, we got a special tour um, as it was being built. And oh, wow. they explained that this was going to be the most elaborate and most expensive cheesecake factory in the country.
0: So, that was like their. Like a selling point, like a point of pride. I
1: well, and here's the interesting. I respect the
0: shit out of that mall now.
1: Well, well, because the church owns it, it's not open on Sunday, which is the day that I do my shopping.
0: So there should be a Chick Fil A there,
1: and you cannot get alcohol on the premises.
0: So you can't order alcohol at Cheesecake Factory.
1: No, I will say that
0: is the one shortcoming is the alcohol list. So that doesn't kill it for me, but.
1: I haven't been to the Cheesecake Factory in twenty years.
0: I recommend a revisit just for just for really? fun.
1: I bet Lita and Marla would love it, wouldn't they? They would totally
0: love it. They, I mean, cheesecake, obviously, but it's just—I'm f- <laughs> going to see if I can find this. I've—I've I've read <laughs> food journalism pieces on kind of how it's impossible to hate just because they—they—they they, they execute things so well. Really. It's, it's just one of those things.
1: I used to really, 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 and I'm going to admit this. And I used to judge an ex boyfriend of mine really harshly because whenever he and his guy friends would go out, they'd go to the Cheesecake Factory every single time. And I was like, can't you guys branch out just a little bit? <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, like that, was their, that was their thing. That was their like
0: guy's night out?
1: I guess so. Yeah. But it was always the Cheesecake Factory. Like, okay. I mean, I
0: think, I mean, I don't have anything against that, but in general, I don't think it should always be the same place anyway. No. I mean, variety, you know, it's I, should, I
1: shouldn't have judged him, obviously, because you're, you're saying that it's an amazing place to go.
0: The Cheesecake Factory is awesome. Just give it a shot. Okay. Just give okay. it a shot.
1: Okay. I'm not going to be a snoot. I won't.
0: I mean, Lita and Marlo are picky eaters, so I don't know for sure, but they have like do they, Do like they have chicken burgers? nuggets? No, yeah, I'm sure, or chicken tenders, okay, something like that. Yeah, the menu is like 300 pages. It's you'll you'll find something. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the biggest menu you've ever seen.
1: Those menus really intimidate me. They're, I'm like, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. the choices. I can't handle the choices. Don't make me look at a menu that 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 long.
0: Yeah, you have to just limit yourself to a certain number of pages.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that you just brought that out randomly.
0: Well, it's, I, as I'm sitting there and realizing how long it's been since I've been there, because I, in in part I avoid it because all of the Cheesecake Factories that I can think of are attached to or at least on mall property. And I, I don't typically like malls. And most of the Cheesecake Factories are a reasonable distance from me. So the only time I would ever have to go would be on the weekend, which means I'm at a Cheesecake Factory at a mall on a weekend, which is hell. So I don't go. Yeah, but then there I was by a cheesecake factory, and boom, it just reminded me.
1: So you were in meetings all day, and they did they take you to dinner at cheesecake yes. factory?
0: Okay, it was it was it was all entirely like proximity
1: based. So did they pay for dinner? Oh yeah. Oh, so we'll see. That helps too.
0: Yeah, free food <laughs> from really anywhere is actually outstanding.
1: And yeah, in somewhat related, comment somewhat related topic. Color of Cheesecake Factory. The, co- <laughs> the cheesecake. <laughs> you and you texted me. I hadn't texted you about Beyonce, had I? You
0: had not. Oh God! Okay. Yeah, we have to talk about Beyonce.
1: We have to talk about. We have to talk about Beyonce. Sorry, but I'm
0: not even sorry. I tweeted about it. I mean, I'm all.
1: Oh, I, I was I was it. retweeting all over the place because I just. What she did was, I, I mean, uh, holy shit! Thirty six year old mother of three pulled that off. Oh yeah. And if if no one knows what we're talking about, she headlined Coachella, and said she played the second night of Coachella. She headlined the second night, and in the towards them I, I think it was towards the middle of the concert, she's standing at the top of this giant elaborate set on stage and she says thank you coachella for letting me me be the first black woman headliner of coachella (laughs) and she says ain't that ain't that about a bitch (laughs) and makes a face and it was like holy shit oh my god everything ah, people give yes beyonce fans are hardcore fans can be i mean star wars fans are hardcore
0: There's hardcore fans for everything. Yeah, I mean, Taylor Swift fans are hardcore. Taylor
1: Swift, yes, exactly. Um, You don't always have to like what other hardcore fans like. Uh, But there is no mistaking the talent and the skill and the hard work that goes into what she does. And she doesn't have to do it, but she does.
0: I mean, she doesn't have to, but I feel like at the same time, she does have to. Like, I feel like that's who she is.
1: That's who she is. She she doesn't
0: know any other way than to.
1: Outdo herself.
0: And that's that's just it. So it's like the people, like there's people who, I'm going to use running because that's what I do. People who run and run races and they want to, whatever, compete in a race. But then there's other people who just run and all they want to do is set a new personal record every single time. That's Mm -hmm. her. Yes. Like she's not in her mind I don't think up against anybody else except herself.
1: Not only does she want to beat her personal record she wants to change the entire game that she is playing yes yes and if you look at like where she was in destiny's child and you look at where she is today just in terms of the musicality in terms of the symbolism in terms of the politics in terms of the performances it's just it's she has grown so much and i don't know if you ever saw the the uh you probably didn't, because you said you'd never listen to her. But she did a special on HBO a few years ago.
0: No, I knew of it, but I didn't watch it.
1: Yeah, and there's this scene where she's practicing, and she, you watch her, and she just she works and works and works and works. She doesn't stop working. She is constantly working and staying up late. And like, wait a minute, I I don't like that one part. Let me change that one part. And going back and perfecting that one part. There's something really admirable about her approach that way, approach to, you know, what she wants to give to people. And, like, watching the reaction on Twitter, I didn't watch it the night, I didn't watch it on Saturday night, but I read all about it Sunday morning, and just reading people's reactions was exhilarating. Like, I got chills reading people's reactions to watching her.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Naturally, like as it was happening, I was reading reactions and they were really positive and I wasn't surprised because it's Beyonce and I kind of just read through them and over them, but then they didn't stop. Like it felt like they just kept coming in and coming in and coming mm-hmm. in and people were like continuing to react. So finally I thought, well, I'll watch it. And I won't enjoy it. And the only reason I say that is because not because Beyonce is. She's take isn't factory talented. snob.
1: What's that? <laughs> she's shut, take factory snob.
0: <laughs> but it's it's she's from from my perspective, which was clearly not not entirely correct, I just I don't typically enjoy that kind of music. And when I say that, it's like the same thing with country. Like I don't typically enjoy country, but I know there are country musicians out there that are incredibly talented. I just don't like it. And I feel that way about different genres of music like like metal i don't really Mm -hmm. like metal but there's some really talented artists so i've always viewed her as exceptionally talented i just assumed i wouldn't really like it but i found it after it was posted online in two parts and i watched that shit straight through i i grabbed (laughs) lexton and i was like sit down let me show (laughs) you this part because it's awesome because it was just and i like i played in part of it. And then I paused it and like, let me tell you some of the reasons that this is so amazing <laughs> because it just, it's, it's mind blowing that she's at a festival. So it's not her stage. Like it's, it's not, yeah, no, she's at a it's festival. Not, right. Yeah. She doesn't have the, the same control that like a touring musician would have. It's it, insane number of people on the stage, like just a, absurd. A
1: marching band, a drum line, um, female dancers, male dancers, and an orchestra, Like just.
0: Yeah. And, and you watch her and she's, I mean, clearly devoted to what she's doing, but she's having fun. Like she's Mm -hmm. not so uptight about it that she's unable to have fun. And I get this distinct sense from her that obviously she finds the best of the best to work with her on that stage and behind the scenes, but then has all the trust in the world that everyone is going to do their shit. So it's going to work out. Uh Like she, she, It's just this incredible group. And I saw, I don't remember exactly what it was, but someone had tweeted for anyone, for anyone thinking that diversity is too much of a challenge. This is a reminder that Beyonce found 10 black women who can dance and play the violin. (laughs) And it's like, it was just, I mean, it was, it's the sort of thing you watch jaw dropped because it's just incredible.
1: And there was also a diversity of, of bodies on stage yes sizes and shapes yes you could see she was just she was really enjoying herself up on stage you could tell that she was loving it and she um and then her her outfit that she has on starts to come apart and she manages to stay in the outfit somehow like it was about to come off of her boob and her boots were falling down did you notice this
0: I noticed. I noticed the boots. I didn't notice. Yeah. So the boob, her
1: but, left boob was about sorry. to pop out of her top, and she managed to not only sing with perfection, she managed to dance with perfection while keeping her outfit on.
0: Well, and and changing her outfits.
1: Uh huh. And her fucking
0: nails. She changed her nails.
1: <laughs> like. I didn't even notice that.
0: And and honestly, and I, this is this is the only this is the only Beyonce tweet I've ever tweeted. Possibly the only one I will ever tweet. The fact that women can dance in heels of that size, like I'm fine being a distant second place to women. I I don't even know how they walk in it, but they're just it. I don't get it. It doesn't even seem possible.
1: No for two hours she went on for two hours
0: yeah i mean yeah. two like steady salad hours with with jay-z and with i mean it's just like
1: oh my god destiny's child yeah which is say my name say my name say my name yeah yeah
0: i mean just completely i mean i i don't think that lexton was quite as impressed as i was <laughs> But even he, I think, was able to acknowledge. I mean, he's he's been to a couple of concerts, even he was able to acknowledge like the setup and the time and the work that goes into that. Like to oh, have yeah. it all go down at that level.
1: And like Quest Love sent out a tweet, like he and he sort of brought the technical aspect. He's like, I it's incompre- it's incomprehensible how she pulled the technicality of it off in terms of the audio, like He's like, how? First of all, it's a oh, festival. Oh, I saw stage. that tweet.
0: Like the it's number a- of people and everything she did would just that planning. That would be yeah hard without actually having to perform.
1: Exactly, on a festival stage, right? And yeah. just the technical aspect of getting everybody wired correctly, and in and, and w- it was flawless. And. People were making the arguments, well, you know, Michael Jackson had better shows or Prince put on better shows. And and, uh, and the rest of us were like, let us have our, let us enjoy this for a minute. This was so amazing, this this moment in time. <laughs> and she, do you remember the part where she said, I was supposed to play last year? Oh, yeah. And, but I got pregnant. Thank the, thank, thank, you know, thank God I got pregnant. Thank the Lord. Um, And she said, so I had time to think about what I wanted to do here. And I'm really, really happy with how it came together. And that just, and how she was so uh, deferential to the audience and thanking everybody who had come out. Like, I love artists who give the audience credit. And she's so humble. She's so happy. It's infectious. And at the same time, it's so infused with, with with an aspect of, of, of politics that so need to be discussed right now, that is so prescient right now.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: I was on a Beyoncé High all day Sunday. I kept rewatching it and watching it and watching it.
0: <laughs> so it, was, it was just so good.
1: Yeah. Lita got tired of me talking about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe someday, you know.
1: Maybe it's because, like, you and I, we, we see lo- a lot of live music, you know, Radiohead yeah. puts on in a phenomenal show, but they don't dance in heels. Right. You
0: know? With <laughs> with an entire marching band. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, it's it was just, it was stunning. I mean, it was honestly just a stunning performance.
1: hmm And I had sworn that uh, Coachella is a... Uh, you go and you stand, and you do a lot of standing, and a lot of standing, and a lot of standing, and it's...
0: Why'd you close those stand rings, though? Man. <laughs> you see?
1: In, in, when I went in 2012, it was 106 degrees all three days. Oh, hell 106 no. yeah. degrees, yeah. Nope. And... And then in 2004 it was like 99, 100, 101 and I was like I'm not ever doing this again. I hate this. Why do I do this? I mean, I love the bands that I see, but my legs are like start to tremble towards the end of the day from just the standing and being around all of those bodies.
0: Well, and the heat is yeah. I mean, just oppressive. That's ridiculous.
1: But then I saw but then but, the, but then this happened and I was like, "Oh, man." Oh, man, those people who got to be there and witness it in the crowd.
0: Wait, wait was it that hot, though? This time? Yeah.
1: I don't I don't know. I have no idea.
0: But, I mean, was it, like, was hot? Was she fucking doing that in the heat?
1: Oh, yeah. Good but, Lord. It's hot I don't, in Palm Springs, in case, or in India where it is.
0: Yeah, I guess I just hadn't. I mean, I know that, but I hadn't, I don't know, that's it, that... That makes it even more incredible, honestly. Yeah. Wow. So I discovered Beyonce and rediscovered Cheesecake Factory all in like <laughs> 48 hours. It's a it's a big week.
1: It, okay, it is a big week. Like I was telling Lena yesterday morning. Yeah, yesterday morning, I was like, can we listen to the news instead of listening to the radio listen instead of listening to my playlist? Because there's some news about Sean Hannity that I want to hear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that, Beyonce, little, that little nugget. Beyonce
1: happened this week. Comey came out with his book this week. We've discovered that Sean Hannity is using the same lawyer as Donald Trump. Like all of this is happening right as I'm trying to finish my pages up. And she's just like, who's Sean? she goes? She said, who's Sean Hannity? And I'm like, oh my God, what? I've done a good job of keeping you in the dark. <laughs>
0: Yeah, seriously. I I hope she can still ask that question in ten years. No one actually needs to know who he is. <laughs> but it's we've reached this point. I just saw another one, and I, I maybe it's the same person, maybe it's different people. But uh, like Tuesday or Wednesday, and I want to say I've seen almost one a week where someone will say, like they'll they'll it'll be like bullet points, like ten bullet points about these major things that have occurred, and then it finishes, and it's only Wednesday. <sighs> And it, it, it's not like this has happened once. like It happens frequently and we get to like halfway through the week and a year's worth of crazy shit has happened. And it was just in three days.
1: Yeah, the, a guy that I follow, he said, here's a challenge for you. Name the biggest scandal that happened with Donald Trump six months ago. Name the biggest scandal that happened six weeks ago. Name the biggest scandal that happened six days ago. Right. Now, name the biggest scandal that happened six hours ago. You can't do any of it.
0: <laughs> right. Because you can't keep up.
1: Yeah. And we've, it's just all, it's just all normal now. So it's just normalized. Completely normal.
0: I know, I know. I mean, I feel like, I yes, I feel like that's true. But I also feel like instead of it being normalized in the sense that, oh, it's normal and it's okay, it's become more of a, this is normal and we're really pissed off about it. Mm hmm. Like, no one has really, like, people have accepted that it is normal, but they've not accepted that it is okay, that this new normal is okay, which is big. And I think it's an important distinction.
1: Yeah. Someone tweeted that apparently the NRA held rallies last weekend, and he said you didn't hear about it because the NRA really only appeals to 3% of the population.
0: That was, like, the weekend that that Beyonce played? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's because of Beyonce what's happening. It's because of Beyonce. <laughs> see, no one. we given the choice. I mean, come on. NRA rally or Beyonce. I don't know. I mean, I just, I just welcomed Beyonce into my life, but I probably still would have picked her over an NRA rally six months ago.
1: Um, Did you watch Lemonade?
0: I have not. Do I need to? Yeah. I probably need to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is a work of art. That's that's HBO, right? I think it is. It is an absolute work of art. Yes.
0: That's what I've heard. But again, I just decided I probably wouldn't like it because I don't like Beyonce. I was so wrong.
1: So wrong. Yeah.
0: And who didn't like Destiny's Child? Shit. <laughs> Everybody liked Destiny's Child. <laughs>
1: They didn't play Boodalicious, though. I was a little. Maybe they'll play it this weekend. You know she has to do it all over again, right?
0: No. Yeah, there's two really? weekends at Coachella. Oh God, that's really long.
1: So I'm wondering. I'm wondering if she's going to change up the show for the second time. For the second. See, here's the here's the thing though. Is that in my experience with Coachella, I both times that I so the first time I ever went was the second year it was held back in 2001. It was really tiny. It was much smaller than it is now. And it was only one day. And then they, it got so big that they started doing two weekends. So it was one weekend and then the next weekend directly. So every artist has to stay for both weekends. And getting tickets to the first weekend is like, you really have to win the lottery. You have to like know somebody to get the first weekend tickets. I always went on the second weekend. And I would read about the first weekend. And most of the artists do sp- something really special or they'll bring somebody special on stage for the first weekend. And then it's like, oh, we have to do it again on the second weekend. Sorry, guys. Here's our performance.
0: <laughs> which which knowing that, and that's kind of what I what I wondered, I wouldn't be surprised if she did the same kick-ass performance because it was incredible. Mm-hmm. But I also wouldn't be the least bit surprised if it was totally different. Right. Because I mean, you mentioned before, like she's, she's trying to, to change, she's trying to change the game and she's not doing that by talking about changing the game. She's doing it by playing it differently. Mm -hmm. And that would make perfect sense. So you've got all these artists who are just doing the same show or maybe doing kind of a, you know, a a half-ass version and she just kills it with something different.
1: Yeah. I'm really interested to see what happens. Roxanne Gay said that that she's going to have completely different outfits for the second weekend. And Roxanne Gay would know.
0: I mean she she has to change. She doesn't she doesn't have to, but because of who she is, I feel like she can't have the exact same thing. Mm -mm. Like she she just won't. Like that I feel like in her mind it's not an option.
1: Right. And that that we have, I don't know, it's it's sort of fun to be alive to witness an artist like this, you know? Yeah. Like my kids won't ever know what the audiences with the fandom was like for Michael Jackson one of the people who was like, Michael Jackson gave better shows. They put up a a link to a YouTube video of his entrance to a concert in Budapest or Bucharest. Bucharest. Yeah. And he shoots, he basically shoots up from underneath the stage and lands as all this smoke comes up and fire rains down on the stage. And the fans, do you remember Michael Jackson fans?
0: I don't. I was never. You don't. a Michael Jackson fan. I don't. I don't have a lot of memory of it.
1: I mean, I, I guess it's probably like the Beatles fans, where they're 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 basically fainting and losing consciousness and screaming so loud that they lose their voices and falling over, and you know, like it's pandemonium in that audience in Bucharest. Lita will never. That generation is never going to know that sort of fandom. I think. I can't believe you don't remember that.:
0: Well, I think I mean, I'm a little younger, but I, I didn't listen I didn't listen to his music. It's, I mean, it, that's what it comes back to there, too. I knew it, but I didn't really listen to it. I know this is terrible. I also didn't really listen to Prince. I just I, I just didn't. But again, I respected them for what they did. I just never listened to it. But I think it's irrelevant to say that Michael Jackson put on a better show. And I think, I think if Michael Jackson were here, he would say it's irrelevant. Like it's a, it's different. It's, it's not an apples to apples comparison. I think in this case,
1: no, exactly.
0: I don't, and, and I'm just, you know, you hear all these people trying to minimize it like, well, she actually was able to do this. So that's not quite as impressive. Or someone said it's because no other artist has, the money that she has, and if you have the money, you can do it.
1: Uh, okay. So
0: hang on. For one, it's it's not it's not just money. Like that, you can't just you can't just do that with money. But for another, over the weekend, I guess it must have been like Friday. I watched. Have you watched any of David Letterman's? My next guest needs no introduction.
1: I have not watched that. No.
0: So he's he's done. I think he's done four. He releases like a new one every two weeks. He did uh, Barack Obama, George Clooney, Malala, and then Jay Z. Jay Z was the most recent one, and I watched that one. And it's to- for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's awesome. I yeah, I was never a big fan of Letterman, his show, and I might have just been because I was too too young when he was really big. But the the interviews are really great. I mean, they're they're on a very like a very down to earth human level. And I bring this up because his interview with Jay Z was incredible. If you if you want to just talk about money and you look them both up, he's worth like three times what she is worth, and he's a music artist, but he hasn't put on a show like that. <laughs> I mean, so I just there's all these like little little arguments out there like why it wasn't amazing, and it's just like b- bullshit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that nothing nothing can make it less relevant than it than it is.
1: You should see that the scene again. There's the scene in that her original HBO special where you can see the, her dedication to making things as spectacular as they possibly can be. There's really something special about witnessing that in a, in a human being that her dedication to bringing it every time. She doesn't ever not bring it.
0: And maybe that's, I mean, the real argument that anybody who essentially works round the clock for years and years and years and years and years and years and years can do it. But not everyone can work around the clock for years and years and years and years and years. Like there's, there's just a crossover point that separates people like that. It's that drive that, I mean, it's really easy to say, well, I could do that. Well, yeah, theoretically you could, but you can't like, that's why there's only one of her. Like if everybody could just do that, everyone would be Beyonce and they're not. I would be Beyonce. But I don't have that in me. I got Cheesecake Factory to visit. I got shit to do.
1: Oh, maybe you should rediscover Spaghetti Factory. Is that a thing? Is there not? Oh, God, don't tell me they're just a Utah thing.
0: Is Spaghetti Factory a thing?
1: Oh, maybe it's just a Utah thing. Oh, man. Spaghetti Warehouse? Spaghetti Warehouse? Yeah. Oh, God.
0: I mean, it's got warehouse in the name. It's got to be great.
1: (laughs) the yeah, warehouse is spaghetti yes spaghetti factory yeah it's a thing it's a utah thing for sure at least at least here the last time i went there were hundreds of kids going to prom <laughs> uh, <laughs> to <okay>. spaghetti factory
0: <laughs> well, i mean have you been there more recently than cheesecake factory
1: yes yeah i went like is, a couple months ago is it good no,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like not at all it's like fine. good in a generic spaghetti just, way if i'm
1: gonna spend money i'm not gonna go i mean c- the kids would eat there that's the thing where right. can where can i go to take the kids to eat something okay we'll go there like if we want to go s- at, to a sit-down restaurant there's like chili's uh cheesecake factory which i'm now going to add to the list so.
0: You have to add it to the list. I mean, all, this is what I realized with, with Lexton and he's not even really picky, but it doesn't matter where I go, he will order chicken tenders or a cheeseburger. Whether I go to like an Asian fusion restaurant or like, it, do, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like there was mm-hmm. at one point where we kept going to the same handful of restaurants and he made a comment that was like, I'm really, I'm bored of these places. And I said to him, I said, you're going to order the same thing everywhere. So <laughs> you don't have a say because I get to, I get to order different things. And if you're going to try something new, then we'll go somewhere new. That's I mean, and it's got to be the same with them.
1: I don't even attempt going to a, an Asian restaurant with my children. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? But they have,
0: well, see now, like like Lita and Lexton are in that point where they're kind of, they're outside of the kids menu now. I know. So, the things like the chicken tenders, it's not really an option.
1: Dry pasta.
0: Dry <laughs> the cheesecake factory. I'm telling you, that is where it's at. So good. Oh,
1: God. Maybe I'll just do myself, ce- I'll turn in my book and then I'll go celebrate at the cheesecake factory.
0: That is. That that actually sounds kind of sad, but maybe <laughs> not. Maybe not for that, but maybe for no, something else.
1: I can't get a glass of champagne at the cheesecake factory here. Can't can't do it.
0: No, I'm see, so you not I'm going to a place
1: where I get a glass of champagne. So help me, God. See, I don't
0: even really like champagne. I went to a place in Salt Lake that was like a pizza place. I totally dive, totally a dive pizza place. Well, you could get like a slice of pizza, and I think it was a PBR.
1: huh hmm.
0: I'm pretty sure. I'm not saying I recommend this place.
1: Ryan might know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Really? I don't I mean I I can see it. I mean the best way to describe it is like a grunge pizza joint. I could also be totally describing it incorrectly. This was 5 years ago.
1: Was it in downtown Salt Lake City?
0: It must have been, yeah. I mean, where did I stay? I stayed I think I was like outside of Salt Lake in Sandy or something. But it was definitely in in downtown because I remember I remember going there and there was there was an there was an Indian place that you recommended Mm -hmm. that was awesome yes that place was so good Uh, but the pizza place also don't celebrate there okay find something a little better not a PBR you can't celebrate with a PBR that would be the most depressing book celebration ever god I suppose though our listeners could recommend celebratory measures because you will be done Mm -hmm. by the time they hear
1: this yeah, but, I mean, well, I'll have turned it in. I will have turned it in. Let's just—that is, honest.
0: that's, that's done. Okay, Heather's going to be done with her book <laughs> now that you've now that you've listened to this. So, if you have suggestions on where she can celebrate, or you really need to tell me that Cheesecake Factory is not, in fact, fantastic, you can email us as always to stories at manicramblings.com. or you can find us on social media on Twitter, Facebook, and. Instagram at manic ramblings because Heather's book is done. Now it's done.
1: And until next time, I'm just gonna think about Ryan, the guy who does our audio, I'm just rolling his eyes, going, "I have to edit an episode about Beyonce. What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Beyonce, Ryan, and the Cheesecake <laughs> Factory, and the yeah. Cheesecake Factory. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.